Was that really that was Nick? Stream. Is that Nick? Is that, is Nick? that me? Are you Nick Brecken? Hi! Oh, oh. Big Dots Nick. Big Dots Brecken. BDB. BD Wong. <laughs> me saying BDB, BD Wong back to back. That was oh, you mean BTB? Yeah. Back to back. Yeah, BTB, BDB, BD Wong. <laughs> HPB Wong. <laughs> Chad, Chad is doing good work right now. <laughs> HPB Wong is very good. I got a I got a message from Justin McElroy who heard us talking about um or heard our like one two three four five six because I put that on because it was mm-hmm. stupid and he was saying how they do it for my brother my brother and me which is that they count in a round so it would be like one two three four mm. five. how do they do that though one two three <laughs> oh yeah Nick oh, let's let's count off right, here we go five. well you're way you're way out uh, uh, one two three four, four five, five six four, seven eight okay let's try this again <laughs> row row <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Idle Thumbs Ruination Online. Wow, I got scooped by Jake. This is the monthly live stream on which we answer questions posed to us by high-tier patrons of our Patreon campaign hmm. at patreon.com slash idlethumbs. For Idle Thumbs, I am Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. I'm Jake Rodkin. And Nick Brecken is here Hi. in the studio. Hello. Welcome back from Canada. Thanks. You're here forever now, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, it's I'm really leaving in like two hours. Oh, oh Wait, really? God. You're going no, back no, to no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, holy shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, welcome. Thank you. You ready to answer some questions? Yeah, that's why I'm here. All right. Fair enough. I thought you were here to hang out with us, but okay. No, no. All right. Well, fine. I heard there, I heard there were questions that needed to be answered. Here's these questions you love, you love so much. I keep trying. Um... <laughs> You keep trying. <laughs> I keep trying to answer the questions, but I can't with that Nick here in America. <laughs> God of American Brecken back. All right. Well, speaking of American Brecken, Alex Schroeder asks, the Idle Thumbs Patreon campaign is one year old as of this week. Oh, that's amazing. Mm. How do you feel about it these days? Is the ruination worth it? The ruination is definitely worth it. That element of this Patreon campaign has been fantastic, and I love doing it every month. We are months behind on the postcards again, just so everyone knows. <laughs> More to come on that later in this very stream. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. I like doing the ruination. It's fun. It's a very low uh, stress. Stra- like, it's a low stakes, I guess, is the word mm. I'm looking for, uh, podcast yep. to do. Yeah. How do you feel about the ruination, Nick? I love it. Good. Yeah. I love it just as much as Richard Linklater's uh, Everybody Wants Some. <laughs> More to come on that as well. <laughs> Uh, how do we feel about the Patreon campaign generally these days? Uh, it's good. I think that we bit off more than we should have with yes. the postcard campaign, which in our stupid style, we're like, postcards would be fun. What if the postcards That's are- That's not cool and interesting enough. Yeah. What if we introduce- <laughs> What if it was a Baroque, <laughs> impossible machine? Actually, here, hold on. Let's just quickly- uh, Can I do this? It is surprising that we've been doing the Patreon for a year, though. I didn't- yeah, I kind does of not feel like that, but it's no. certainly Sarah true. Can see this, which oh. is oh god, this is our archive. This is one third of the current. People uh, probably Patreon. can't hear you at all. Oh, this is one third of the current Patreon postcard archive uh, of the sort of possibility space of this stupid postcard choose your own adventure that we've made. We're sorry. Uh, well, I'm just going to go ahead, actually, then, and just chain mm. this other question on. Brian Brannon says, it's the old favorite question, what's up with the postcards? And Daniel adds, thumbs, can we just get a monthly update on the postcards during the ruination so that subs don't feel it necessary to use their question for this? Uh, yeah, we probably should do that. Uh, the did they ask that, a second question after that, or did they? Yes. Okay, good. Oh, not the person who asked about the oh, postcards, no. Oh, see, no, what a waste. Yeah, but the person who said, can we get the monthly update, did ask a real question. Hmm. Um. The thing that's up with the postcards is that we are uh, behind on them, but are still working on them. Uh, we have, I think there are actually still some cards in here in the office that we can send out. Maybe. I think there are. Um, okay. Cause remember, because we placed that additional order for the one. We ran out of a certain variant oh, right. of cards that's true. because they ended up being a really like widely used branch of the story. Yeah. So we play, we reordered those. So some people are probably missing one more month than they should be. Yep. Um, so those can go out and then we have new stories from Nick 
that we need to place the order for the postcards for those months and then that's what's next basically yep um it's really hard to describe the process of these because it's by design such a weird opaque i think that we should probably some people in the idle thumbs reader slack have been doing a very good job of chronicling this stuff however the idle thumbs reader slack is a free slack so its history erases itself every couple of months yeah and i think at this point we should probably just make a forum thread in the idle thumbs episode forum we'll just do it ourselves that is like here's the postcards and we'll put the state of them in there I don't know how much of the actual explicit content we should give yeah, we away. We shouldn't put it all in there. No, I mean, I think we should tell people approximately how it works and then let people who have received all the stuff fill in and document it. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Uh, okay, let's do that. And we'll also update when they ship and stuff in there as well. So there's a permanent home. Okay, good idea. Uh, all right, next question. Tom Grundy asks, what's your go-to meal if you're trying to impress someone with your cooking ability? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I never make that Five promise. Five pounds of the Twizzlers. <laughs> Ten pounds <laughs> of food will appear. <laughs> They're impressed not only by my cooking ability, but my wizardry. My ability to summon that food. <laughs> Nick, what do you? This seems like something you would have a good answer for. Uh, oh God. Do you roast a chicken? Um. Yeah. That's I suppose what I would so. do now. Actually. Yeah. Now that I suppose I so. Started doing that a lot. Yeah. 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 If I'm trying to like, if I have basically nothing in the house, uh, I make a thing. A thing that is weirdly like more impressive than it should be is cacio e pepe, cacio e pepe mm. which is um, a you know long thin pasta like spaghetti or fettuccine or something. I don't I don't remember which one it's canonically supposed to be, and just olive oil and black pepper and Parmesan cheese basically. And if you make it right, it's just a delicious, creamy snack. It's, you can make it really quickly if you know how to do it well. And it punches way above its weight in terms of ingredients. So it looks like you turned essentially basic pantry staples into a really surprisingly tasty dish. And I like doing that. Um, but I don't I don't know that I've ever, like, been in the position of trying – of, like – Oh, I used to I used to try to do that. Oh, for dates and stuff? Yeah, like I would go like way over the top. To yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I would I would just Did like, it ever go wrong? Cuz that's what people want to hear about. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I think it did. Actually, I one time Okay, yeah. It do, it yes. definitely did. Oh yeah. Well, one, all right. Now I'll just tell a personal story. This is this is this is going to embarrass uh Janelle, but uh <laughs> that's fine. Uh Oh, you know what? No, I'm fully backing out of that. No, what? No, 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 no. I just no. I jumped forward like. Did you hear Nick just pouring the story to himself? Oh yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh come on. Can you just sort of drop some vague hints as to what happened? I will. I will describe it generally, which is that I spent a long time making Buff Bourguignon from scratch, which is not. I mean, it's a fairly straightforward thing to kind of compile. You don't need to downplay it. It's okay. But no, I mean, it's not. It's not actually hard to do. It just takes time and. Uh, it just turned out that Janelle could not eat a single bite of it. Oh, no. <laughs> and I just, like, was trying so desperately to, like, impress her with this, and she was just like, mm-mm. And wow. <laughs> it's just very, like, I guess I'll eat. <laughs> and then that was it. Uh, another time I made... <laughs> Did you at least describe the food while you were mm, eating Oh, yeah. It? I was like, like, oh, this... Uh, were you, like, this, cooking this show toasted, host? Yeah. toasted bread and, like, oh, it's delicious. Crunch, mm. crunch. I like, like that you made this. ASMR, I like, like that you made this. Like, <laughs> some lip smacking and, like... <laughs> it's interesting that you made this, like, sort of impressive French mm. dish and then the thing you commented on was ah the toasted bread well, the thing that you bore the least listen. responsibility for <laughs> I had a good toaster uh, <laughs> no I I did that I also one time made um, uh, creme brulee which mm. is not easy to make actually yeah, it's I kind of a pain I wouldn't try and make a creme brulee uh, and uh, it's, it's, it's time intensive uh, and d- during the middle of it, there's a stage at which, like, it's very precarious. Like, if you kind of wait too long to, uh, or you, you, you sort of have to, like, watch it, uh, or it'll sort of, like, you know, collapse or whatever. And I realized I had forgotten uh, vanilla, or I forgot to have vanilla on hand and could not actually complete that <coughs> stage. So I ran out to the store, ran back. It had been ruined. I started over. Uh, completed it again while I was pulling the so at a certain point you have to put the brulees in a bath like a water bath inside Mm. the oven Uh, and for some reason it didn't occur to me to just put the brulee dishes in 
the water bath that was already in the oven, I put them on the tray in the water and tried to carry oh, the no. whole thing into the oven because I think I was just at that cooking stage of just like delirium. Yeah, just you know, like oh, uh, you know, yeah, everything's, you know that everything's when you're a cooking disaster. And you're just, you get in a manic mode because you fucked one thing just, up and then you just ruin it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I just I, uh, and like brulee and water in the hot oven, oh, just no. like steam and brulee oh, and just like just oh my god, it was a disaster. Uh, and then I made it a third time, and it was fine. Really, and, you made it a it, third time? But it was not impressive. It was just like, oh, it's just it tastes like yeah, it's tasty, good. All right, moving on. Right. Meanwhile, <laughs> it's not at all like down. effective. Yeah, don't do that. Just make a chicken or a or a spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I was young enough, making tomato sauce from scratch was mm. impressive enough to people at my age, same age, that that got yeah. me pretty f- decent ways. But that, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Nobody cares these days. Well, now I feel like anything because of the internet, because now, and this is a good thing generally, I think, but like, because, I mean, because it's so easy now to learn about things and get good at them quickly because of like yeah. YouTube videos and stuff. There's no, like that was, a, it, that was sort of something that I, I could deploy from a time when like I literally yeah. learned it from my dad who learned it from his Italian right. mother. But now if you type who, if you type tomato space S, it will <laughs> autocomplete sauce from scratch. Right. Like it's like one of the right. top and three. And you make the one that's been yeah. like tested against mm. 900 variants in a fucking kitchen. Like what, like, you know what I mean? The, mine was like, I learned this from my dad and it's, it was totally, I thought it was delicious growing mm-hmm. up and it basically is, you know, pretty much. But I'm sure- Wow, a, Bert, what, roasted- uh, no, I just mean the like, tomatoes in your dad's. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> I uh. just mean it's like, but you know, it's a, it's a, it's bare, it's not even an actual recipe. It's mm. just a series of steps I observed, right? Mm. But it's not. But I mean, if you were gonna, <laughs> so see- I'm just now contextualizing this all as your comment on the recipe. This isn't even a recipe. It's just a series of steps. Three out of five stars. Not that special. <laughs> This is barely a recipe at all. Yeah. It's just a list of ingredients and then a right. method telling you how to yeah. employ those ingredients to create a final dish. <laughs> Bullshit. Three stars. Yeah. This is Dad. from the future where a recipe is a YouTube video. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. right. Yeah. This is not the recipes I was raised on. In that, a person talks to me and their dialogue is clipped heavily for maximum viewability. <laughs> And I have to pause it and rewind it 20 seconds 8,000 times in order to make this goddamn thing. Because making anything from a video is impossible. Uh, All right, next question. Tanner Huggins says, if you could have any question answered with perfect accuracy, whatever that means, what would you ask? Nick, what was the story that you were going to (laughs) tell? No. I, I, that, there's no part of this that says that then it has to be answered no. if it's possible by somebody in the room. So. I know, I'm just thinking at this exact moment, yeah, that's probably no, the I know, one I, I would ask. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. God, you know what mine would be for real? This isn't like funny, but mm. it would seriously be like real talk, like for real, just straight yeah, up. Are we all going to die from climate change? Like, <laughs> is that like, ser- like in our lifetimes, are we all just totally fucked or not? Like, are mm. we going to fucking figure this shit out? Like, I don't even <clears> know. Like, What if the answer, what if they're like, well, that really just depends on what you guys do. Right. <laughs> then you're like, fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck, fuck. I assume that. Fuck. That, I assume that is the. Fuck because I'm not going to do it. Because <laughs> right? I don't. I don't feel that I have the agency <laughs> to solve this. And I was like, well, yeah. uh, I mean, I give you a revised answer. Yeah. <laughs> what if I do a little? <laughs> what if I? What if I donate? How much am I? Ten dollars. Ten dollars a month. Fifteen dollars a month. Okay, twenty. <laughs> The I fact mean, that mm. I assume that that is actually the answer is exactly why that's the question I would ask in a magical setting. Because I right, know that in a non-magical the, the be like, setting, that's the answer. But you got me. It depends. Right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, so that means that fate is not like determined. Right. Like, ah, right. you only got one question. <laughs> Fuck, I gotta go. <laughs> Don't fuck it up. The fact that, so, Nick, I'm guessing that wasn't even the question you thought I was going to ask, but the fact that there are, like, <laughs> half a dozen questions that fit into that same, yeah, like, yeah. sort of existential... It was basically the question like, that I thought you were going <laughs> to It was not really that. It wasn't, yeah. The, yeah. That, that it just, that says yeah. a lot about our time mm-hmm. right now. That yeah. Well, this is going to be one of, like, half a dozen things, and they're all equally yeah. d- distressing. Yeah. Well, Nick, do you have one? It's basically that. <laughs> we can move on. Yeah. All right, Tobjorn Gronovic Dahl asks, if you only got to play Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis one more time before you die, <laughs> would you choose... <laughs> that, so many... that coming on the back of what you just... Like... <laughs> 
Are we all gonna die? Because I really need to play that game if we're gonna I die. Gotta I need to play Fate of Atlantis. I know what this is gonna be though. Then it's like, shit. Do I play the wits path, the fists path, <laughs> yeah. or the team path? Yeah. Well, so that's the that's the that's, question. That, yeah, I know. The team path, the wits path, or the fist path, or neither, and play Indiana Jones or the Fate of Atlantis, the action game instead. <laughs> Step one, absolutely not the action game. No. Step two. Mm, team path, oh, team probably. Path for sure. Team path, yeah. Definitely. That, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that is the actual game. How Barwood uh, disagrees, Chris. The player can choose the the, the path yeah, they want that for Indiana Jones to take. Except that they're literally just three different, uniquely created games. Like they have some overlap, but it's not as though there's like some interesting, like emergent behavior going on. They're just three games, and two of them are worse than one of them. Yes. Like one of them has the the the. Oh, what's her name? Um, Sophia. Sophia. One of them has the Sophia character in it most of the time, and the other ones don't, mm-hmm. and it makes the game worse. Yep. The end. Well, I guess we can all just die now. <laughs> well, you still have to play it once more. Well, that's fine. You better <laughs> don't use any like hint guides or anything, otherwise you'll be speeding up your own demise. Uh, I like that the rule of this is that you do get to finish the game. Yeah, I think the team path is probably also <clears throat> the longest one, mm-hmm. so that so, like, that helps. Or. If you just want to end it, play the fists path and just use the sucker punch button to just uh, uppercut Nazis and then die. <laughs> yes. That's the other thing that sucks about that <clears throat> mode is you, there's just sort of a cheat button for it. It's just yeah. stupid. Anyway, this is a, that's a good game if you play the team path, Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. Um, all right, next question. Gary Marshall asks... What is your favorite ABBA song? I think we have to collectively agree on what Idle Thumbs' favorite ABBA mm. song is. I don't think that individual answers for this question are good. Okay, well, mine is pretty specific, so I don't know. So oh, well. we'll see where that goes. But no, you can feel free to chain onto it if you want. Though I said that mostly because I don't care about ABBA and don't have a favorite ABBA song. I don't song. particularly <laughs> care about ABBA, but I definitely have a favorite ABBA song which for a very like arbitrary reason, which is that for the first, I don't know how long, maybe year of the uh, podcast My Brother, My Brother and Me, the song that they used as their theme song in an unlicensed, unlawful fashion was Take a Chance on Me mm. by ABBA. When was that? That was like the first year or two okay. uh, of My Brother, My Brother, Me. I don't remember exactly how long it was. And so I've heard God, the song. beginning of that song like a million times. Oh, it's a it's an earworm, too, in a weird it's way. It's a total earworm. In a, a weird, weird way. Exactly. It is a I weird, had that in my head a month ago. you can't really sing it easily. Yeah, it's just, it's this like little thing that gnaws at you. It's, like, it's just like, yeah. oh, get out of there. Get And the melody is like a wacky, angular thing. But because of that, it's just, I... It's have, the one. I also have positive associations with it because mm. it was in front of a thing I liked listening to. Uh, and I still think of that as the theme song to My Brother, My Brother and Me, even though now the one that they use by the Long Winters has been there for a lot for longer. Way longer, yeah. Way longer, yeah. I still think of that ABBA one as the theme song of that podcast. So that's probably my favorite ABBA song. I saw the uh, Mamma Mia musical live on Broadway from the sitting in the orchestra pit because my mom met a guy who played guitar, I think, in the orchestra of Mamma Mia, the ABBA musical. Mm. And she was like, oh, my son's a musician. He's like, great, bring him along to the ab- bring him along to the <laughs> show. So you sat with the orchestra? So I sat with the orchestra wow. and watched Mamma Mia. That was probably Broadway. a fun place to be it was sitting totally for that fun. show. Yeah. It was totally fun. Yep. So on podcasts, you can really just use unlicensed music, and it's fine as long as you don't upload it to YouTube, as evidenced by literally every podcast that exists. <laughs> <laughs> well, my brother, my brother, and me had to have stopped using it because they eventually got oh someone noticed famous um, enough that <clears throat> it, they could. I mean, yeah, but I think once it was a thing that they were actually making real money from, they couldn't. Really I just have just... never understood how the licensing works yeah. for things like Ninety Nine Percent Invisible has been a podcast for years at all scales of operation, and they only recently got their own composer. But I don't feel like it's because they were being dinged for infringing music I this is maybe actually, it's because they go through a radio station so they can get like a broadcast yeah. like they can, can piggyback onto that if anyone yeah. knows how this works please tell me because I've been curious for so long when podcasts and radio shows where they're just like we're just gonna blast a Beatles song at you for yeah. a minute it's like well, excuse it's only, me excuse like, me yeah. if I put that mm-hmm. in my YouTube video it would be erased and I might have a copyright strike exactly yeah they I, I it's shocking to me because you'll be listening to some <laughs> like financial thing and they'll be like Anyway, and that's why the financial markets this week sent the message, let it be. And then they'll play Let It Be the, <laughs> by the Beatles, and it has no relevance except that someone made imagine, a goofy imagine if like or something, yeah. and then that happens. And I'm like, did they pay for this shit? What right, imagine world? if every episode of This American Life and Planet Money decided to put their content on YouTube and how just destroyed they would be in like half yeah. a second. Or like, mm-hmm. sorry, you have... 
50,000 copyright strikes. Like, you have 50,000 content ID flags. None of your videos can be monetized, and a third of them have been taken right. down instantly. Like, yeah. sorry, guys. But they I, must have some... Yeah, how I know, does that work? I know if you're a radio like station, you don't need to license each individual song. There's sort of blanket broadcaster licensing rates right. and rules. And I think that a lot of the podcasts that do that are actually associated with radio yeah. stations, then release them as mm. MP3s, like, as a... As like a as grandfathered a, like a, in. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know enough. Someone, pl- you please tell us. Please call me. All right. Um, so I don't know. I guess there's no additional mm-hmm. ABBA. DMCA to- doesn't apply to radio. That's that's also not relevant. The DMCA is not the be all and end all of copyright. Like yeah, copyright yeah. still exists. Like you could. Yeah, DMCA doesn't. Sorry, someone in chat said that. It's like that's true, but that's not the entire point. Like if you yeah. literally just put the theme from Star Wars in a movie and put it in a theater, someone would notice, even though they didn't <laughs> have to DMCA you. <laughs> Unless it's Ferris Bueller's that's, Day Off, which yeah, fucking licensed the Star Wars theme somehow. <laughs> what mm-hmm. the fuck? Well, I, I mean, I believe that Ferris Bueller's Day I know, Off, but the like, fucking lawyers behind that studio I know, that, that released that, that movie film just fell in the that out. Ferris Bueller's Day Off must have come out at like just the right time. Well, like, if we, in the car, he was listening to NPR at the time, and then it. Maybe you just sort of hear my glass as it goes away. Maybe, maybe if we release all of our, po- if we compile all of our podcasts into a feature film, mm. and then put all of the like Beatles tracks and Star Wars <laughs> themes in them, and then get it screened like at the local. Alamo Draft House or whatever, mm-hmm. we can circumvent this. And then yeah. release the podcast as like a bootleg camcorder filming of that movie screening. <laughs> right. And then put that on YouTube. And maybe that'll be enough steps removed. Well, no, so we the then audio- claim copyright on that. And then we retroactively grant permission to all of our episodes. Mm, there you go. Oh, okay. uh, see, people yeah. in chat have pointed out that probably part of it is that there are fair use considerations for playing up to like a half a minute of a song if it's like sort of thematically related or sort or any yeah. sort, any sort of commentary and podcasts since they aren't on YouTube <coughs> still un- fall under something a lot closer to the actual laws of fair use as opposed to a corporation's arbitrarily decided yeah the DMCA and the YouTube content ID stuff just you could have any amount of anything in there and it'll just get yeah, I mean, instantly it, slammed it's <coughs> not the YouTube content ID stuff is not explicitly the DMCA either it's sort of YouTube stepping one step in front of it before DMCA right, but it can be used to enforce the DMCA. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I'm assuming you guys have no ABBA, more ABBA. Opinions. No, but you okay. should play some right now so this episode gets a content <laughs> flag. If you change your mind, take a chance, on the first thing you find, take a chance, on the answer you free, take a chance on me. Michael Jakes asks, what is the most positive, uplifting thing you've seen on the internet lately? Yeah. I'm sure that there There's are some. The some. Oh, there! I know because I'm trying to think of like what are the things. <laughs> there must be one some, thing. There's got to be one. One thing. Um, there are things on the internet that just bring me. It's just like fun s- animals and stuff. There's I know. like good animals that are fun. I'm trying to think of like ones that just bring me joy whenever I see them to the point that I sometimes seek them out for comfort because mm-hmm. that is a thing. That oh, the Pepe Sylvia like drum sync. Guy, what you know, the guy who plays the drums in sync to the Pepe Sylvia scene from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. No, mm. you don't know that. No, neither of you know this. No, uh, do you know? Have either of you guys watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Not no. regularly. Oh man, okay. Well, there's a scene in which one of the characters goes on an absolutely outrageous sort of conspiracy theory rant about a fictional, like a possibly fictional co worker at a company that he's been hired at. And he, he goes on this absolutely just <clears throat> outrageous jag about it. And then a guy on the internet, a really excellent jazz drummer or student or something, took the audio of that and then on t- and then superimposed it. Like, there's a video of mm. him at a drum set and then the video from the show mm. superimposed on it. And as the character is going through this outrageous rant, the drummer is drumming, Oh, I have seen that. It's fantastic. Exactly <clears throat> in time. Like the sort of the every, cadence of everything. To, yeah. to everything he's saying in a way that is so creative and clever and mm. just masterful and, and perfect. It is it is wonderful. Christ. That right there is the mail. Now let's talk about the mail. Can we talk about the mail? Please, Mac, I'm dying to talk about the mail for you all day, okay? Okay, so actually the, th- the thing on the internet that is like <clears throat> one of my favorite, most comforting things that I do actually go back to every, honestly, every few weeks yeah. 
is the video of Nick playing Far Cry 2 when you're playing <laughs> the guitar, and then Nick is trying to snipe a guy, yeah, yeah, and yeah. someone else, another NPC's head pops right in front of his scope as he takes the shot, and then Chris, you go ape shit on the guitar. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. Like it just makes me happy to watch it. <laughs> no! You know, my favorite part about that clip um, is that I couldn't see anything that was happening on the screen because of how I was sitting. Mm-hmm. And so I was doing it. opposed t- to me. I was doing it entirely <laughs> to Nick's Good. reaction. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. And so my experience when I'm watching that is different than the experience <laughs> of other people watching it because <clears> I remember <throat> being there and being totally bemused and like you were freaking out. And I'm like, I have no idea what <laughs> happened or went wrong or anything, but I, you know, I'm but doing my cares? best to, really funny. Yeah, to, to it, match the energy. <laughs> it lined up very well. The other thing that I occasionally watch, uh, we'll link to that as well over and over. <clears throat> and by, uh, just whenever I want to be, well, I, I, at one point on an important, if true, I endorsed the, the sort of m- YouTube mashup album through you. That's the thing mm. that I watch all the mm. fucking time still. Uh, yeah. And That's a very uplifting thing. Let's just pick the mother of all funk chords. Let's pick a ninth chord. There's a music video um, that I also watch a lot, and it's specific to my tastes. Is it Gangnam have... Style? No. Chris, that's what you watch. You... <laughs> I did. I watched it the other night for the first time. Because of the Olympics? In the... Yeah, because people said that it was in the Olympics, and... Uh, I watched it for the first time in like a year. And it's that, this is such a good video. There's a music video for the band Justice for the song DVNO, which is just a four-letter acronym, and I'm sure it stands for something probably suspicious. But I don't care uh, because the music video is a motion graphics recreation of like every VHS era and sort of like early cable era logo, but it's all reworked to be the lyrics of the song or sort of motion graphic uh, treatments inspired cool. by it. And it's like... That sounds weird. That's it is, jam for it's sure. It's pristine. <laughs> it is so good. It's like, man, it has... It's a very good music video. That's definitely an up a Jake uplifting thing. It's uh, like if Jake you, wants if, to be encouraged and uplifted. You would <laughs> lose your mind oh, I'm over sure it, I would Chris. Love it. It's exactly what you love. I'm sure I would. Anyway, Nick, you got anything? Um, yeah, actually, lately when Janelle and I are uh, need an uplifting thing, we go on YouTube and just queue up like a ten-minute Vine compilation. Back at it again at Krispy Kreme. Oh, that's a good thing to watch. Oh, that's good. It's so good. Like, oh man, it brings you back. It brings you back to yeah, a better time, yeah, and also there there are quality just like clips that just. You Jake, know, you, Jake is literally <clears throat> now sitting here watching. That oh, it's video. so good. Oh, God, it's such a good music video. It's fucking crazy how good it is. Yeah. No, Vine compilations are, are good, Yeah, though. that is yeah. true. That's the good thing to watch. Yep. All right. Uh, man, we're really lingering in these questions. we got to speed, yeah. it, speed it up. It's going to be a long night. Ian McNichol says, if you could do a crossover episode with another podcast outside the Idle Thumbs Network, which one would it be and why? Uh, we would shame ourselves wildly and horribly, and it would be a disaster, but my brother, my brother, and me would be a thing that uh, I would that love would be to be a on. Bloodbath. It would be, we'd be wrecked. <laughs> yeah. I just want to be in the room while they record the podcast. Yeah, I don't need to be, be on it. Fuck it. We couldn't be on anyone <clears throat> else's podcast. Yeah. Video games, hot dog. That's pointless. I know. <laughs> they literally record in this room. They come in and sit <clears throat> on the same chairs we use already. I just like, what podcast could we be on that we would actually be beneficial to that podcast? As and a group? It, and yeah, it would be an interesting to us. Like, there's none. Yeah. Like, any of us wanting mm. to be on any other individual podcast would either be, I feel like, a no-brainer or just pure wish fulfillment where we would underperform. That's yeah. my suspicion, at least for me, personally. Yeah. yeah. Like, what, what show am I going to be on that would be good? Yeah, I don't know. That isn't just me being like, <laughs> happy to be here. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I feel like any of us individually could easily be on a number of other podcasts as a guest, but but as, as a group, as it would a, be. As like, yeah. this podcast <clears throat> meets this podcast. 
I will fucking gladly try that, by the way. If anyone, if any, like, more famous podcast than us, of which there are many, wants to, for absolutely no reason, incorporate us mm. into a crossover, please do. The Happy only time that has it. ever actually worked and was really successful and fun is when Giant Bomb does those sort of, like, clusterfuck GDC episodes where they mm. just have a couch yeah, or, like, yeah, two yeah, tables yeah, yeah. with a billion people. <clears throat> yeah. We did those a lot of years in a row when they did That's them true. out of San Francisco. Yeah. And that was really fun. Mm -hmm. But that was just deliberately a hot mess. That was basically just a huge live stream. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Andrew Bailey says, what about the year 2018 has you the most excited? <laughs> Fuck you. It's not 2017? I don't mm. know. It's one is, that, is that better? <laughs> it's marg hopefully marginally better. Hmm. I, I mean, I, hope. I mean, let's talk about the last four days of news. Well, two days. I don't even know what you're referring to because it's all you could say that about literally any. Yeah, pick a number of, of days. days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, I, yeah. And <laughs> how does that prove your point more than mine? Sorry. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, we're one step closer to being dead. Yeah, we're not going to be. We're we're slightly. Less... I have less time to be here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, Looking forward to playing Fate of Atlantis uh, again <laughs> before I die. Well, one, step, one step closer to that last Fate of Atlantis playthrough. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we're not even one uh, year closer to what death. What is the most positive, uplifting thing you've Jesus. seen on the internet lately? Not this live stream. No. Jesus no, Christ. Christ. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Mickey P asks, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't no, know. No, no, no. Mickey P asks, why do you refer to your listeners to your of your podcast as readers? Is there some lost piece of thumbs lore that explains this? Well, we're reading this off a piece of paper right now, so we refer to the items people send in these days as readers. It's sort of, you know, it's like a lend-borrow <laughs> like situation. Like, yeah, it's yeah, like a talkie. Yeah. This is a reader. Uh, it's because Idle Thumbs at one point was a news site and blog, like, now a before, billion years before ago. Before the word blog was really much of a thing. Yeah. It was or just before, a, it was before just a blog meant something far more specific. We were just a website with a news page and, website, and yeah, yeah, reviews and whatever else. So people who wrote in, who thought they they read the site. Yeah, so you're a reader. So when we started the podcast, I think we just sort of were so we were so accustomed. It wasn't an intentional joke initially. We <clears> just, just reader mail. We were so accustomed to thinking of the people who visited our site as readers, even though at that point the editorial part of the website had already been defunct for like at least a year. Um, we it we still just said readers and it just stuck and we just say it now. Yep. That's the answer. It's very concrete. So Johannes Koski says, apart from pouring out of a hole in a warm greetings cup, how do you like your coffee? Plain, I guess. Yep. I don't put, I don't really put anything in my coffee. I occasionally put a little bit of milk in it, but even that is increasingly rare. Mm. Just mm. regular ass, super hot, gross coffee. How about you, Nick? Same. Yeah. I actually, I just last week a peppermint. I last week. Well, well mm, yeah, actually, well, all right, you go ahead. And well, I just, alcohol. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, just, I hate that. Uh, it's, it's got, it has its place, Nick. I learned for the first time. This is so. I mean, I actually have no idea if this is a common thing people know or not. But I legitimately had no idea what light and dark roast actually meant mm. until last week. I, is this one? Did you learn it because of the because of which coffee tin should should Liz buy at Whole Foods? Yes. Okay. That's I I didn't ever know. I mean, I I, I just never even thought to think about it really. Mm. I and I when I you know when you get a <clears throat> cup of coffee from like a you know corner store or whatever and there's they've got like the three different right they just give you the cup and then there's a three and you just jugs sort of and you choose, choose one. one. I would just arbitrarily I never it You're was like, never oh, it seems a, like a light roast kind of day. I never even thought that. I just picked arbitrarily picked one mm. based on nothing. And I wasn't even trying to not think about it. It just never even occurred to me as something to think about. And now I know and I, this probably should have been obvious. I should have thought about this. It should have been clear. But a light roast is they roast it less, and a dark roast, they roast it more, and the darker the roast, the less of the original kind of origin flavor comes mm -hmm. through, and the lighter they roast it, the more the origin flavor comes through, and a light roast is more <clears throat> acidic yeah. because it retains more of, of oh, the Oh, but you get the character. sort of like caramely flavor in you the get darker the sour, ones? Yeah. You get that like sour taste. Yeah. Uh, and then the dark roast is more bitter and has less of that origin mm -hmm. flavor. And now I know why I react so negatively to a lot of the sort of San Francisco fancy coffee, yeah. which has this very sour taste. And I, I just don't like it, I mm. guess, presumably because I didn't grow up drinking 
the sort of like, I guess, sort of higher quality light roasts. Mm -hmm. And it sometimes to the point where it actually makes me feel almost ill. Mm. And I'm like, ah, now I know that is a light roast. You're like, roast the shit out of my coffee. Yeah, just fucking Mm. roast it till it's basically charcoal. Like, whatever. I don't care. I like my coffee like I like my men. Roasted. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I, I, I mean, I genuinely like basically gas station grade dark roast coffee where it is dark and bitter and you know i don't it's just what i'm accustomed to so i like it i guess and and just and black nothing in it you like your coffee like steve gainer likes his friends powerfully roasted (laughs) (laughs) oh sorry uh andy says why do you guys choose to live in san francisco (laughs) well for the coffee Seems like a nice place to live, but insanely expensive, and I'm pretty sure I saw a guy shooting up next to a school when I visited. Please explain. <laughs> uh, you forgot to mention that it ends with a full, full-fledged ASCII smiley face. I thought of, you were going to say an asshole smiley face. No, no, no. Which also qualifies as. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's the, the colon, the dash, and the parentheses when you get the fucking nose in there, and everything mm. is just, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, uh, just asking a question. Just, meh, meh. <laughs> just eat shit. I mean, I don't live in San Francisco, so fuck yeah. you guys. I don't know. I don't know why you live here. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know why you came back. <laughs> I don't know why you're still here. Oh fuck! Can't believe I can't you've done, believe done it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I live in San Francisco be- for the reason that I think most of the things in my life are the way they are, which is that is how they happened. Like, I didn't really, I didn't like do a cost benefit analysis and decide to live here. It's just I went to use. I, well, I was born in San Francisco actually, but I. I went to UC Berkeley, and then after I graduated, I moved. And UC Berkeley is in Berkeley, which is right across the bay from San Francisco. And I, my first job, it was I worked from home, but it was useful for me to be in San Francisco for job-related reasons. You also really liked San Francisco as a place to live for a long time. Well, I time. did, and I also I spent a lot of time here as a kid, and so... Um, yeah, I just grew up here. And, yeah, and Jake's from the area. So, so I, I mean, you lived here because I'm from the area... Mm -hmm. Um, yeah I mean it's just where I it's just where I ended up I mean I think that's probably the reason most people live the place they live Um, but I mean it is expensive yes it is not a place where I mean the question would be more valid if I as an adult had lived somewhere else and then apropos of nothing chosen to live in San Francisco and move here and do all this stuff but I didn't it's just where I have been my whole life well you did move to Boston and then come back yes but, but that was because the Boston thing came up as like sort of almost right, an you, arbitrary opportunity. You didn't choose to stay there when you were looking yeah, to change jobs. Yeah, but it's because everyone I knew was in San Francisco, and all my like net, my yeah. everything that I was connected to was in San. I mean, it was the like when that situation like didn't work mm-hmm. out. Like I, I mean, I went back to the place where I everything in my life was. I've just you know. genuinely not lived anywhere other than Northern California for my entire life. But uh, the longer I live in San Francisco, the more I don't really want to keep living in it. The way that I sort of have phrased this in my own brain, which is kind of a bummer, is like when I meet people who live in New York, which is the easy sort of yep. example, of the, like the old city on the other coast is obviously way older and bigger and whatever. There are people who are New York lifers who like, I'm born in New York and I'm proud that I will hopefully die in yep. New York. No one is proud to die in San Francisco. Well, the, the, not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. I mean, the, the thing I mean, San Francisco it, had like a window of eighty years, maybe where that was true. But I yeah. feel like even well, it, like before that, it was also <clears throat> a, a boom town that people didn't want to die in. Well, it's. I mean, it's just it's not so much you don't want to. It's much as that it's hard to imagine how you can do it because New York is has. I mean, New York is a very expensive place to live and a difficult place to live for a lot of people, also. But it, New York has a compl- a very robust economy that spans a lot of different industries and sectors. Yeah, and it is a it is also a l- very large place with a lot of livable land. Yeah, San Francisco none doesn't. Of those things. It doesn't support a complete San, human lifespan. The city yeah. just isn't built right. to do it. At least, if it ever <clears throat> was, it was a window that sort of closed around the time I became a, a, an adult. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Nick was the one of the three of us who proactively moved here from mm. elsewhere. Mm-hmm. It's true. And you did that to work for at Check News, yeah. which is where I worked yeah. at the time. Yep. Um, but now you don't live here anymore. Nope. Might come back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, I, I miss it. I do, actually. Yeah. yeah. For reasons that I did not expect. Like what? Uh, sunlight. Oh, sure. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, I miss my neighborhood. 
Yeah. Uh, I think if I lived in another area of San Francisco and then left that area of San Francisco, I probably wouldn't miss it as much. But I actually liked that particular neighborhood that I, I was mean, living in a lot. San Francisco is a very um, neighborhoody city. And if yeah. you live in a good neighborhood, it's really yeah. easy oh. to fall in love with it. Yep. Yeah. Um, also, I, don't, I don't miss other things, but I sure. but there are there were some surprising no, things where I went, oh, there yeah, are, actually. There are mm. a lot of things to love about this city. Oh, yeah. it's a fantastic <laughs> city. I, I bagged on it a, a minute ago, but like. There's uh, there's reasons why I'm 37 years old and haven't lived anywhere else. Sure. Yep, yeah. but it's hard to stay here. Yep. Yeah. Uh, also, I won't talk about dying anymore on this podcast. Sorry. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Someone in chat said, "What's good about 2018? Death. What's bad about San Francisco? Death." <laughs> what question did you ask? Are we gonna die? <laughs> well, on that note, next question. Yeah. Speaking of this, Robert Hoffman asks if you could take care of bodily functions by performing. I want to die right now. I want to die. I want to die. This is right now. Get it over with. If you could like, take, <laughs> if you could take care of bodily, God, considering death as a bodily question, yeah. <laughs> it's an involuntary action. Just you know, get and it out of the way. If you could take care <laughs> of bodily on. functions by performing them in advance, how much time would you be willing to free up by performing <laughs> functions in large quantities? Well, that's a gross question. So, like, <laughs> what? What? Just get this month's what in the world? Poo's that's out of the way. Just like yeah. just, just gonna a whole month of poo. Up. What are you doing Take in there? Ah, uh, month's worth. I'm calling in sick. Oh yeah. my! What are you gonna do? I'm just gonna poo a lot. But don't worry, then I won't have to yeah. for a month. Yeah. I'm gonna. Just well, no, the company would just like say, oh, that's fine. He's taking he's taking his poo day. Shit. It's gonna really free up productivity. God, get ready. Yeah, for fucking Silicon Valley to somehow design that mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. The so you just got to take your poo day on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? I'm gonna work from home during my poo day. I'm gonna maximize <laughs> it. I'm telecommuting. Oh, so so this question, uh, I started playing it out to sort of like what other things that I don't like could I hypothetically stack? Mm. And it's you know like time at the DMV. What if all of that could be done, or like every yeah. doctor's appointment for the rest of your life, or like brush your teeth for a week and you don't have to for however long? But then I was thinking, uh, I was actually thinking about. A specific TV special that I saw when I was a kid that put all the commercials up front so that they could air it without TV mm. afterwards because it was a thing that was originally oh. meant for HBO and then it didn't get on HBO but they the cable yeah. network agreed to play it so in they the original didn't have form. Commercial breaks, yeah. Built in, yeah. But then I, I thought like, oh well, what if I just didn't want to watch commercials for a month? How much commercial would oh, I, or if, what if I didn't fart. want to see an ad? What if I didn't right, want to be exposed yeah. to an like ad or hear an advertisement or, like, or hear a commercial for two months? How many minutes of my oh, life no. would I have to put up front to get that experience? Like how, if I wanted to grind ads to then have an ad-free experience, it would mm. be so long and so much of my like vision where it's like, look, any space in the world that was taken yeah. up by ads, it's that now. Any time that was taken up by ads, you have to experience all of it. And it would right. be like, well, what if I do want to have like a month of not having ads? Like, mm, well, <sighs> how many days off do you have to take to yeah. get that? It's a lot, I bet. It would be a dis- and you would be changed. You couldn't get through it, mm. I don't think. Good Lord. I think, yeah. Would you then, I mean, would you then start like self-medicating to get yourself through your ad days? Like, could you sort well, we of, offer a service would, for that, Chris, you would, but you'll have exactly, to hear about it first. Exactly. <laughs> You'd basically end up in a, like a Brave New World situation where mm. you're, where you're like sedating yourself and then putting your, then sort of just like m- forced marching yourself through a weird fucked mm. up wonderland of advertising of, of and, and, and billboards. Like, my, yeah. <laughs> as you sort and of like, just blearily like, like stumble. People on the street through. asking you about various organizations. Yeah, this is almost like a Christ-like moment or something. It's like, yeah. you're just like, it's like the, 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 like the passion desert. of Rodkin. You're, you're just like, capitalism, uh, Jesus. Uh, just, where am I? Click. Uh. He watched ads for our right. sins. Right. <laughs> God, he, he watched ads. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but not so we don't have to watch ads. Sorry. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Just his own, his this own, entertainment his isn't own free. Benefit. He watched ads for your sins. Right. Uh, you watch ads because your cable package is yeah. subsidized by them. <laughs> he watched ads for <clears throat> your sins. New on HBO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anyway, this episode is brought to you by Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice that the ruinations are only brought to us by Patreon. Mm. Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> you see, I, this person, I always apologize for not knowing how to pronounce her name. I'm sorry. Include a pronunciation guide if, or let me fuck it up. It's fine. I will happily fuck it up. Uh, Juicy. <laughs> Writes, if you could teleport at will, but no one else knew of your ability, how would you ab? How would you use or abuse your power? 
it, well, is this? Would no one ever know about it? If so, I, would, <laughs> I, mean, I, I would just teleport in front of people all the time, <laughs> and they wouldn't care that I did it, and I would think it's hilarious. I think forever. That, I mean, when that you say no one, I think when you say no one would ever know, I think it's incumbent on you. I mean, I think no. if you teleport in front of them, they wouldn't like. I don't think their brain would invent a story for how you. I'm sorry, Chris, but I'm gonna have to hold this question to the letter. <laughs> I can teleport it well, and no one else knows of my ability. So what does it mean if you teleport into someone's like? Locked bedroom. Did they? I fucking. What? What does it mean? It means the perfect crime will be committed. Are you kidding me? But like, I mean, no. I'm saying from their perspective, what's happening? They're just like, oh, hey. <laughs> no. What? Why no? No, 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 no. They have to say, like, yeah, oh, sorry, you came right, in no, through the sorry. window. No, Nick. Like, how did say, you? Excuse me. You must have. If you appear, sorry, you. You were here already. Only is like a British, like a BBC murder show, so which means that. How do you Locked appear? bedrooms exist in reality. Dude. I know, but a person appearing in them, I don't know. I imagine what they will say is, oh, it's you, Sorry, and then they'll be right. shot twice. They only imply a British mystery show or the <laughs> scenario being described where you can teleport at will. How I would never go want? into someone's locked bedroom. Where would you go? I don't know, just on the street. <laughs> so, there'd be so many witnesses. What do they all think is happening? Uh, there's like no Jake's here. <laughs> How do they know who you are? <laughs> there's a guy. Why? Okay. You probably you've probably seen at least like two guys teleport before and you just didn't even notice. So let's be honest here. <laughs> okay. God, I was about to Wait, take how did Jake this. get here? I, I've always been here. What? I, mean, I was about to take this to a ridiculous place. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm not gonna talk about death or dying or anything. Okay. But I'm gonna talk about a time that a gun was pointed at me. Oh, for Jesus. real? Uh, I was pointed past me. Uh-huh. I got off the BART. San Francisco. Hey, uh, when we worked in Petrero Hill, I got off. I took uh, Bart the, commu- the sort of rail in San Francisco to work, yeah. and I saw people were sort of not. They were acting strangely, but I didn't really notice. I had my earbuds in, and I got off at the 16th and Mission Bart Station, and I walked around a corner, and then my brain sort of just blanked on what it was seeing, and then I just, without really thinking about it, backed up and turned around, and it's because what I had walked into was a police officer pointing a pistol past my head oh at my someone God. across the street. Jesus. And I just went, oh, it was like Grandpa Simpson walking in and then right. putting his coat up and then yeah. t- turn, immediately turning around and putting his hat on, except that I did it subconsciously. Mm. And it was only after I was back on the street around the corner with the other people who were not on the other part of the street mm-hmm. that my brain sort of went, what did you just see? What was happening? You're not going to go look at it again, but you remember what it was. Ah, you literally were like inches from a handgun pointed near your face by yeah. a law officer. And I just went, ah. So, like, I, anyway, in short, had someone teleported in that moment, I would not have fucking cared. And the <laughs> secret would be totally safe. Uh, it was such a fucking crazy shock to my senses to mm. have that moment yeah. happen and then, and then just... Dis- dissipate into the mist basically like I just walked another direction yeah. didn't look at what it was it didn't seem to escalate or de-escalate or do anything yeah. that my senses noticed as I left god maybe this happens all the time because one time I was on I mean speaking of San Francisco public transit related violence stories uh, I was on Muni one time which is the local sort of subway system in San Francisco and uh, there were two people sitting opposite from each other on the sort of like the, uh, the lateral uh, you know seats on the Walls, whatever. I don't know the words. And uh, and they were facing each other and having sort of an argument. And this kind of thing, I mean, absent any additional sort of context, I was like, okay, like people just being like aggravated mm-hmm. in, on public transit, whatever. <coughs> and, I, and I sort of looked down at my book or my phone or whatever I had. And then suddenly I looked back up and one of the guys was stabbed. And I was just, what the Dude, f- someone teleports every time one of these horrible things happens. That's yeah. not actually true. Human beings are just bad. Yeah. Mm. It was intense. This is a bleak episode of the Ruination yeah. Cast. Yeah, sorry. Let's move on. Uh, I mean, <laughs> anyway, well, I almost saw someone got shot. I saw a guy get stabbed. Yep. Daniel writes... Let's say you're in a Wizard of Oz situation with genies. Your house lands on an unsuspecting soul. It's Wizard of Oz with genies. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be huge. Your house lands on an unsuspecting soul, which, according to a supposed good genie, was the wicked genie of the East. What? Can you trust (laughs) this? This pitch, my friend. (laughs) Can you trust this information? What would differentiate a good genie from a bad genie in this situation? Also, the Man in the Bottle episode of The Twilight Zone is pretty good and should be on the important of true syllabus if one were to exist. 
I mean, I think the, there's a really obvious answer to this question, which is that the good genie is the one that who, only can tell the truth. <laughs> the good genie is the one who takes your wish in the spirit in which you intended it, mm. and the bad genie is the one who follows the letter of your wish precisely in a way that totally hoists you. But how mm. do you know which of those genies you crushed and which of them you didn't? Well, you have to just give them wishes. You're like, well, I wish I could have 10 pounds of food for everyone on Earth. And they're like, ha, ha, ha. They're just, no, 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 no. <laughs> they're what? just like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Then you're like, oh, great, good, good genie. Well, you never know, though. I mean, perhaps, I mean, maybe that genie in could itself be too, is a... too good or too bad. Well, no, I mean, maybe maybe that's <clears> what they <throat> want you to think. I mean, maybe the <clears> one <throat> who's like, ha, 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 is like, he's done it. He's solved hunger. And it's really excited. Whereas the one that's like, ah, that I will give you exactly what you like, uh, is is the evil, is the, I don't know, I confuse myself already. I'm just saying you never know with genies. Couldn't you just have the one genie bring the other genie back to life? That's a waste of a fucking wish. Oh, yeah, you could try that. I mean, and then just observe. Yeah, do you get three <laughs> wishes? They didn't actually give. <laughs> no, there's the no stipulation here. That's true. Just bring them back and then just see what happens. Well, maybe they don't I give don't you know. any wishes. Well, <laughs> What's the point Not of the genie then? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. I wish I hadn't killed that genie. <laughs> Uh, Daniel writes, what does Nick think about the Richard Linklater film, Everybody Wants Some? That's great. I loved it. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah. What's I, your favorite scene? Uh, the one where hmm. the one where the guy he wants dies. something. Hmm. <laughs> oh, some? Yeah. Um, all right. Someday you'll watch that movie mm-hmm. and talk about it on this podcast. Doug Tobacco asks... It's day one at your new job at Boston Dynamics. What do you do first? Shut everything down. <laughs> Ride a robot around <laughs> for sure. Mm, yeah. That's true. Why do you, come on. Yeah, what like, is your job? Are you like high enough up that you can mm. do something like that and people won't question you? Ah, eh, well, you could make it happen either way. My, I yeah, mean, I imagine yeah, the I'm first sure. thing that anyone does uh, on their first day of the job at Boston Dynamics is get replaced by a Boston Dynamics <laughs> robot <laughs> silently uh, and uh, have it just go and live their life. Yeah. <laughs> They're still alive, though. I said I wasn't going to talk about dying anymore. They're still alive and happy. Right. I see. It's like it just takes a load off. You know, it just goes and does a little stuff you don't like. Sure. Uh, live a full, healthy human existence. Watch all your ads for you. Take all your poos. <laughs> oh, I don't know how a robot takes your poos for you, Chris. Well, you're going to find out. <laughs> the first thing I'm going to do at Boston Dynamics is I'm going to say. It literally takes your poos. <laughs> I would yeah. walk in and say, hello, it's my first day on the job. If you could... Take care of bodily functions by performing <laughs> them in advance uh, for me. How much time would I be freeing up? And then the robot <laughs> would just leave. <laughs> it, would, it would open the door and walk away. <laughs> it would say, you're fired. Its mouth yeah. would open and a fax would come out that says, mm-hmm. you're fired. And then it would leave. <laughs> uh, Mitch Mastroni asks, what are your favorite tiki drinks? Are there any that you make sure to have ingredients on hand to make at a moment's notice? Mm. I I don't actually because so many of them require fresh citrus. Yeah. And it's that's such a pain to keep on hand because it will just go bad and moldy after, you yeah. know, a week mm. or so. So I don't keep stuff on hand. Really. I always have some citrus on hand, but it's usually not like enough that yeah, you would. Like yeah, it's not like well, thirty would, limes. Well, or like it's just limes, and you need limes and lemons, or you know right. whatever. You know, you know the a, one that I wish I had on hand <clears throat> more easily was pineapple juice. Mm. The way that at least near me, the only way to get pineapple juice is in like a huge can. Yeah, like a like, like the big industrial. There are stores that sell that sell. You can get the six packs. There's yeah. they oh, six packs of tiny like of like six ounce cans or whatever. Yeah, be good. Of like, I should just get some of those from. Order some online and just yeah. have them around. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. My favorite tiki drink that is n- not like an outrageously fancy one, but is still pretty decent, is the Sidewinder's Fang. Probably yeah. like that's the one that, one that you can get in a lot of like rum and tiki bars, and you can make it home with not too much crazy shopping. But my favorite one is probably the Port Royal at Smuggler's Cove in San Francisco, which is like a sort of spicy, like spicy fruity drink. It's got like chili s- stuff dr- dropped into it, like a special bitters. It's really good. Uh, that is a Smuggler's Cove is a pretty good reason to live in San Francisco. Yeah, mm. I mean, it's not a good reason to move here, but if but you if you're do, here, if go you do to live it. here. It's a yeah. great place to go. Um, yeah. What is the Sidewinder's Fang again? I've had it a million times, it's but orange, I can't remember what's in it. Predominantly, right? I mean, orange. It's a, a lot of orange juice. It's um, it's like orange soda water. It's like it's some <clears> sort of passion fruit item. And like, oh man, I used to know. I used to. Yeah, I don't I remember ha- the rum. Smug- uh, Sidewinder's Fang was a thing that I kept. 
ingredients mm. for on hand for a while when I was first like I can make tiki drinks. It's all Jamaican the time. rum. Uh, I think dark. <laughs> I don't know. Really doing this here. Aged, somewhat. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's those, Nick. What else could it be? No, it is. <laughs> well, I can find out. Let's it find is. out. It is though. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it up against your guys's. Okay, it's dark Jamaican rum. So you're right about that. It's orange juice. You're right about that. Uh, club soda. So <clears> Jake <throat> Jake got that. Fresh lime juice, which you can pretty yeah. much assume. Passion fruit syrup. Got that. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Demer- and Demerara rum. Okay. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a pretty good, like, representative tiki drink in yeah. general. Orange juice, actually, not that <clears throat> common, but no. But other than yeah. that, all that stuff. Is- a lot of the sort of big bowl drinks are some combination of orange, pineapple, and lime. Like, yeah. sometimes it's just a way smaller quotient. Yeah. There's a sort of a school of them that has that, the kind that's, that's served in a huge-ass snifter and maybe has a little flour in it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. A jungle bird, I really like. I used to, Sarah and I used to make those all the time. Uh, that's like Campari, lime juice, uh, also Jamaican rum, and pineapple juice, and something else. A bird. Um, all right. Uh, what, what do we got? We're almost done, I think. Stephen Norrie says <laughs> Have you been watching any of the Winter Olympics? If so, what are your favorite events? I haven't been watching it, and I'm horrible. I've been watching a lot of it, actually. Okay, yeah, cool. I, what I are feel your favorite like, events? Mm, yeah. Uh, the women's uh, snowboarding half pipe is really excellent. I've actually been watching like odd things like curling, which has actually been fun to kind of That's get cool. into a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm in Canada right now, so like the obvious, <laughs> like the interest in Canada is very different than the interest in the U.S. It's like people are very into <laughs> curling. Uh, ice hockey is on everywhere. Uh, right. Things that you wouldn't normally yep. uh, get exposed to. It's been it's been interesting. That's cool. Um, yeah. yeah. Before the Winter Olympics started this year, I sort of went, ah, I guess I don't care about the Olympics as much as I used to. And then just seeing all the little highlights mm-hmm. over the last week have made me it's feel- has been a lot of like in- dramatic, yeah, like Yeah, just like, God damn it, why stuff. am I not watching the Olympics? Yeah, it's really good. I always yeah. like the, I always particularly like the Winter Olympics because the sports are so, um, like they're not sports that you ever see during mm. the normal year. You right. know? Yep. I mean, that's true of a lot of the Summer Olympics as well, but also- a decent number of the Summer Olympics are things that you would encounter. Like it has sometimes. basketball in it, or yeah. Whatever. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. but but the Winter yeah. Olympics are are just such a like rarer collection of sports, at least in the places that I have lived. Yeah. Um. So I always thought they were fun, but I haven't watched them this year. I sh- I regret that. Uh, okay. Evan Parker says, if you had to win a competition against the person to your left, what would you pick? Oh man, the Winter Olympics. <laughs> I'll beat Jake. At the Winter Olympics. You probably would. (laughs) (laughs) It would be such Um, a worthless competition that there'd be no point assuming a winner. Hmm. So Jake has to beat Nick at something. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I will challenge Nick to looking him in the eye and being quiet. (laughs) Oh, God, I would lose that instantly. (laughs) This is something that... Holy God. Oh, my God. Oh, there's no way I could could stand up to that. This is a contest that basically... (laughs) <laughs> happened every single night for years of recording the Idle Thumbs podcast. Okay. Yeah, that that yeah. That when we had to, when we used to have the noise canceling thing that required us to yeah. get like five seconds mm. of silence. Yeah, it was essentially impossible. It was. I'm yeah. not going to try it right now. I'm tempted to because if I lose, then I'll I'll have to carry that forever. So n- no, it's not happening. But <laughs> you already admitted defeat. Yeah, like yeah. No, I know. I I I yeah. So Nick, Nick, you, Nick challenging Chris. Oh God. Um, trying to think. That's what um, you would challenge Chris to? That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on, actually. I think I misunderstood this question. Oh. So the que- I thought it meant... If you had to win... I th- so what this question actually means, I think, which would you is... Pick? So if you could win... Well, I think, the, I think what the question means is, what's a thing you're good at so that you would could reliably win? Yeah, I, I answered it, I think, in the spirit of the question. Right, but what I assumed it meant was, you get to win at something. Oh, no, Chris. What is, so I'm like, oh, oh, I'm going to pick something that the other no, person's no, no, really no, no, good no. at so I can oh, so you like, just, like, magically them? shame yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, no. But I don't, no. I don't know. I mean, something just, that I would have to I'm be able to reliably I'm good at the Winter Olympics? No, I, that was just a nothing <laughs> gag. I didn't have a real answer. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if I have a real answer either. You yeah. do. Ah. Uh, I mean, I mean in, I, you know, if, if mine were the latter version, it would be like 
trivia contest about old Mac software or something. And then <laughs> I'd be like, I am secretly the true master of this domain <laughs> and totally shame you. Yeah, well. uh, but in reality, I would get fucking owned to the Max in that competition. Uh, would you? I mean, yeah. if, you ha- if you had some sort of imbued power to make you defeat me at that, one, I probably would do way less well at that than you think. And two, I'd be like, wow, Chris knows a bunch of awesome shit about a thing <laughs> that I'm really interested in. This is, this is rad. <laughs> Like, I don't really care if I lose in competitions. I don't. I don't really either. So, I, gen- like, I genuinely mm, don't really care. Yeah. Nick, what would you? What would you do? Um, I mean, probably like reliably, I could beat you at something. It would. Oh God, it would have to be. I would. Ha- I mean, like the the obvious thing would just be some kind of video game that, like, you know, that you that are you that, I'm, that I'm good at. You're not good at. I mean, Starcraft, I mean, like, you could. De- yeah, something me, yeah. something along the lines where that you're just not interested in being good at it. Well, it's not so that I'm not interested in being good at it, but I just re- I wouldn't when we align together. Like, you were always obviously like had the edge on me, even if we were both improving. Yeah, uh, I like that you you. I think Nick just meant any video game you proposed. No, 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 no. And then he's like, well, you're not interested, and you're like, it's not that I'm not interested in Starcraft. I haven't. And Nick was like. I just always assumed you weren't interested in it. <laughs> <laughs> you so clearly failed yeah, right. to excel yeah, at it yeah, that I just assumed like that you didn't care. That, uh, but I, I humored it because I, I liked you as a friend. You know, it was fun, <laughs> you're a fun person to hang out with. Uh, even though you never took it that seriously and never cared about it. <laughs> you just got like, you accidentally like reverse sports dad on yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Very yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, there was that time that I beat you at Quop by completing Quop before you did. I in that re- I told that story a couple of days ago to somebody. Oh, really? Yeah, it was relevant to something. I can't remember why. Huh. In fact, it w- I think I was literally talking about the difference between you and me to somebody. Oh, what is the difference? The difference is that I think like I get furious at something and just kind of like just go for something early. My, like I feel like like I my burnout like I reach a point at which like when it comes to like repetitive like things that you really have to practice to get good yeah. at like I will get to a point where I'm like I'm pretty happy with what I did mm-hmm. but like I'm not gonna like be like f- like push myself to like actually right. perfect this thing but you when you like when you play like a repetitive game or something you're gonna fucking like 100% the shit out of it and huh. then just like demolish it and I feel like that huh, that's I feel funny, like that is a stylistic I don't see that way but that's really, really interesting I feel yeah. like I, I think feel like you do that too Nick but it's on a different axis where Chris goes I think I'm understanding this and then he just kind of continues to slowly yeah. escalate and understand it you I just flail until I like get to mad and then and you're like, like no and then it's like <laughs> f- whatever fucking Fast and the Furious like yeah. nitrous oxide gets punched but it's like rage and then you just like <laughs> crush through a million walls as fast as you can until you're like I finally have basic competency motherfuckers god damn it and then you turn around and go I don't even see why this is all yeah. Yeah. and you just like right. immediately flip turn the other direction Right. it's interesting yeah. and yeah. I'm just like I'm probably just gonna be bad at this and I just walk away <laughs> And never learn anything new. I mean, the new. funny thing is, I think your, but I think your ceiling for a lot of this stuff is higher than mine. Like, I don't. Maybe. Uh, like, uh, but I, yeah, I don't of know. The propellant. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I don't think I'm as competitive as you are. So I think past a point, I'll just like, if I, if I don't get into that like aggravated state, I, mm. I, I won't. I run out of fuel in the tank. Yeah. Yeah. Like you completed Celeste, for instance, mm. and I probably never will. Mm. You know. Yeah. I mean, I don't. It's probably not because you were raging at it, but I just mean like right. I. I hit but how the, many secret endings to Spelunky did Nick find, as opposed to you going into right. the systems yeah. of that game? And like, also, I I have collected two strawberries in Celeste, whereas I I think you're collecting right. every single strawberry. It's, I feel like there is a yeah. No, there's a have, stylistic difference. It's true. Yeah. And, all, and I've never played Celeste. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changed. Yeah. All right. Um, final question, I suppose. Fiona asks, because I'm too nervous to IM or message about this, I'm going to make it my ruination question. <laughs> I like the idea that you'd be too nervous to ask it privately, but it's fine to ask it mm. publicly to the internet. I mean, I suppose that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I don't care. Ask it any way you want. Uh, the So she asks, the discount that Patreon patrons get for the store, does this include show shoutouts? It certainly does. And in fact, I think it, at least two of the shout-outs that we've done on Important If True were, in fact, purchased with Patreon discount codes. Mm. Um, they, those codes work on anything in the store. So, yeah, that's fine. Use them on whatever you want, including the shout-outs. Should we look to see if there's any late arrivals? Oh, sure. Because that is the last question, maybe. That may or may not be the last question. The final question on the last ever Ruination cast. Nope. Oh, no, it's not true. Wow, this is taking a really long time to load the page. I'm sorry, everyone who's watching this. 
You'd think Patreon can get a better website. (laughs) 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 Sorry. (laughs) 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 Only good things from all me on this week's uh, rotation. What are you looking forward to in 2018? Uh, Patreon getting a better website. Why and dying. It probably won't even, though. <laughs> Why would I even care about that? Yeah, a, you brought it up. What a waste. What a fucking waste. Make it faster, idiots. Mm. <laughs> I, if I, I, I could a, challenge Chris to anything, it's loadingpatreon.com. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a customer support call with somebody like two days ago, and it was the most surreal thing in the world because this person was just struggling with their computer mm-hmm. and they were do- saying things like, oh my God, please load, please. Pl-. But then they started to just get really like di- like s- disturbingly like desperate. And so like oh, 10 no. minutes of this goes by and then it's just like, please, I'm just, I'm begging you, please. Oh my God, did they just, just put you on hold? I really, God, can you, why do you do this? To, why? Please, please, oh, Ugh. please. Uh, and it just went on like that for like a long time. What in the world are you talking Weird. about? I don't know, I'm just feeling air. <laughs> Uh, no, we do not have any more questions. <laughs> Good. I'm very confused. I couldn't. I can't even find the place to p- ask a question. <laughs> I'm a backer. <laughs> You're probably not backing at a sufficient level. Oh, I'm not. It's probably. Anyway, that's the end of our podcast. That's it. Bye. That's it, I guess, for this month's Ruination Online. Thanks to those who backed the Patreon and asked questions. If you are interested in doing that, you can head over to patreon.com slash idlethumbs. And the information is on that website. Um, and we'll be back on this feed in a couple of weeks with a new episode of Idle Thumbs, the video game podcast. And that is it. That's all we got for now. I am Chris Remo. I'm Nick Bregan. I'm Jake Rodkin. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. What is this gross green light? I always, the Idle Thumbs podcast always has the gross green. Does it? Important if True has the gross purple and Twin oh. Peaks has the red. Mm. All right. I've got the presets, Chris. I just dial okay. them in every time. All right. Okay.